five, four, three, two, one. Podcast, you're bringing your podcast covering both the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I'm Chris at Life Force, joined virtually as always by Omni at Omni Strafe. Welcome, Omni. How goes the battle? Pretty good. We're almost there. We're almost at the battles, right? With with Al coming back. I mean, last week we we just mumbled here for 40 minutes. What's going to happen today? We actually have news. We have games to preview. I'm kind of we'll worried. Still mumble. Well, right. There's there's that guarantee of 40 minutes of mumble on top <laughs> of an actual show. Kind of the point of doing a podcast in the first place, right? Yeah. Uh, speaking of doing a podcast, the host of the One Man Watchpoint podcast, uh, Jordan Sardar to JM, missing in action, he chose family over us. <laughs> can you believe that? I definitely can't. Can't relate. Like family. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's not here. So tune into One Man Watchpoint. You can maybe hear him talk about the reasons yeah. as to why he's not here. With he's so UN. good at like doing a one man show, maybe he just doesn't want to be here anymore. I don't know. That could be it. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe maybe he's finally got so sick and tired of of the inadequate pay scale that we have here at RSB that he's just pieced out on us. You know, just call up Sam from the tier two or whatever uh, universe he's in right now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Sam, he still has a bet to cash in on for, you know, <laughs> ready, set, uh, was it ready, set ball? I think is what we were going to call so. it. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, well, I know nothing about basketball. Ready, so. set, foul. Hey, now we're, now we're, <laughs> now we're getting into the after hours show. Okay? Yeah. It's too early in the show to, to, to go there. Yeah. But, uh, we do have stuff to talk about. So Overwatch League is back in action after, uh, what has to be like 67 years. It feels like very long time. Uh, the Vancouver Titans have uh, added a, a player to replace the one that uh, they had released. Uh, you've got a Battle of Canada that's going to uh, happen. You've got a uh, representative of what his quote unquote Titans management, the the very nebulous Titans mm-hmm. management, but uh, in in Chibi Elena, um, sharing some details as to to her um, perspective of of how everything sort of transpired over the. The break, uh, and uh, as well, and we mentioned the last week, teams are still making moves. We'll talk about that, and an Overwatch League patch pushed out. So, uh, without further ado, let's start pushing the payload. Moving the payload! Join me! The news that broke today, and again, curtain back, we're recording here on a, a Tuesday evening, was that the Vancouver Titans had signed a replacement uh, in a DPS. That replacement is a name I don't think anyone... And their dog had expected uh, to join the team, save for Papa Punk, who I think kind of knew because he was giving it to the Leak Mafia and all the other leakers out there um, having some good fun. But he sang, formerly of the San Francisco Shock, which in our notes for the fray, SFS, quote unquote, cuts, he sang. Um, But again, that could very well be a trade. Who knows? He is your newest Vancouver Titan. And, And Omni... You you retweeted the announcement with the word big. Yeah, like when they let go, uh, yeah, let Aspire go, You, I started naturally thinking, like, who's going to come in? Obviously, the Titans cannot play uh, a full squad uh, without him. And there were a lot of rumors, obviously, with this being um, outside of faith, you know, a predominantly uh, Western team. With the case of visas, who you're gonna bring? Are we looking at tier two? Are we looking at like trading? There were a lot of names. There was Seeker, I think, was uh, heavily rumored. Oh, Lethal. big rumors, yeah. Um, sure, they all made kind of sense. Um, this is one that <laughs> really surprised me. I did see um, the news of of uh, the shock cutting. He sang first. And I think it was pretty soon right after that, like, uh, the Titans announced his signing. I think it's big because when you don't consider, um, obviously talent that's in the league, um, there's not much out there that's better. Uh, this year in particular has been like pretty light on up and comers. If you look at the rookies outside of like someone like Sugar Free, who was also on the Titans. 
not great. Uh, we did see Hisang play a good, some good games. Obviously, the shock has been, you know, they were underperforming to say the least to, to what everyone expected. Um, but, but yeah, this is a guy who's been, you know, touted as, as this, uh, big, big, big signing next to proper who, who needs obviously like just a little bit of help to, to make that magic happen. Unfortunately, it did not happen. Um, but, but yeah, we did still see, uh, he sang play some good games. Um, the more I looked into it, it was, uh, interesting, um, uh, because, I went to Winston's lab, right? And started looking at, at the, the hero pools. And there's a little bit of a, of a, you know, weird thing going on. Like before, before we go into the technicals, what, what were your, were your thoughts when you, when you saw he sang being signed by the Titans? Well, the first thing I had to do is when I saw the tweet shared in discord was look at all of the letters to ensure that uh, <laughs> it was actually the Vancouver Titans tweeting it. Um, case in point, the Toronto Deliant apparently uh, have signed super and a few people got caught by that. But again, this, it wasn't as if this would be expected. Like as soon as I saw he sang on a tweet, I presumed bait. Like I, I truly felt that that was the case. Um, why? Well, it had nothing to do with all the leaks. I actually continued to, you know, hear the rumors, oh, Seeker's coming up, oh, Lethal's going to be joining, so on and so forth. And I'm like, if you follow in Titan's Squad, I kept dropping of that's bait. Like, I, it just didn't, I mean, it's, I guess it's in the realm of possibility, but it just felt to me as if um, it wasn't going to happen that way. But I had absolutely no clue where they would go. And I sort of thought in my mind, this is a team that's probably going to go and maybe uncover someone out of the contenders scene, uh, maybe uh, a vet who potentially could just sort of fill in. Um, How was no. even considering Dante, perhaps? Who knows? Well, like, well, <laughs> yeah, Dante's with Maryville, uh, Barrysville now. Right, so, right. I mean, but, but at uh, the time. Yeah, right. Like, it, to me, it was a matter of, okay, they need to have a piece to plug in. What is the easiest path? Probably a Western-based player. Um, right. Canadian bonus points, though getting a you know a visa for an American probably not too difficult. Like again, I wasn't. This is what was going through my mind, uh, and I was actually at the stage that I was going to start uh, joking. Does Askoff play DPS or does he slide to support and have you know uh, Crimzo suddenly have to pick up uh, DPS? But he sent coming in. I'm not going to suggest makes the team better than they were. Right. But it definitely contributes to the conversation that the team's in a good place moving forward and a much better place than I think they could very well have been had they gone and just found someone. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, obviously, the player that we lost, despite everything else, uh, he was good uh, performance wise. He fit right in with the squad. Um uh, and and there was always a weird kind of balance of what player, what 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 sorry what characters uh, he played and what characters Sugarfree played. Both dabbed uh, dabbled a little bit with the Sombra. Both did the Tracer. So there, there was a little bit of a of a um, you know trying out different compositions. And now with Isang coming in, he's kind of like that too. He's there were matches I looked at Winston's lab where he played like seven characters. You know because because. Obviously, there's proper, and then you try to somehow uh, add on top of that. So he he's kind of like a mixture of both what sugar pre sugar free and and aspire uh, were playing. So he's not your typical um, hitscan player, which you know the the natural assumption of that that's the gap we need to fill in. But right now, like it sounds like from rumors that we're still deep into that sombra meta mm-hmm. and he definitely does play the sombra a lot in fact he's ranked above both sugar free and aspire on that particular hero but he also brings you know the, the same heroes that we saw sugar free play like the echo or the genji so he's your regular flex dps um but he does do a, a, a sojourn as well um Interesting pick. Uh, also, the part he's—I don't think he ever played with with um, Western players before. Luckily, there's Faith on the squad who can, you know, ease it in a little bit for him. Um, it's always interesting. good to have Faith. Always <laughs> yeah. good to have Faith. It's a, a yeah, very very fitting name. 
I wonder, like, what the process was like. Did they trial him, or the? Or, well, I'm, I don't even know how how this uh, like comes to be. But like, you know, the shock. Obviously, they they he's not the only player that they released. There's mm-hmm. rumors, you know, of striker coming in. Ants. They're they're definitely uh, dropping some some players out, and you just you know jump in and, and and grab the rebound and and like general consensus i just saw like yeah this is this is big for the titans halfway into the season this will be tough mm-hmm. um much more so than had he you know began the season with the titans and yeah. was uh, in the scrims and in, in the strategy rooms or whatnot uh, it might be a little bumpy and rough at the start but i definitely do you know, I have confidence in in, the, in him as a DPS player. So, uh, by no means, I think it's going to be horrible. But yeah, it, it might take a little bit to adjust, like kind of like mm-hmm. um, what we saw at the end of last season when when uh, Depay came in. So, like you saw some some good signs, even though it was a little bumpy. Yeah. Um, you you yeah. mentioned the process. Like, I actually considered, like, I wonder if we could try to get Broy to even jump in for a, a bit to talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that. And timing-wise, having learned this morning, I just determined it wasn't going to happen for the show, especially if, with, obviously, the resumption of the season this weekend. Um, I am genuinely curious as to the amount of time that they took before making that decision. Is it a true hey there's a player available let's get them um, one of the things that we've seen within the overwatch league is the concept of trades is very loose uh, teams drop players and they're magically picked up and we're even getting to the stage where teams are giving farewell posts and wishing them well in their future journey and then 20 minutes later new team says mm-hmm. congratulations you're you know one of us now definitely synced up right yeah like there's there's more more going on there but as far as, sir, to your point, uh, to the overlap, you're right. Aspire and, and Sugar Free, they had a little bit of overlap, but it seemed to be more situational where you right. saw that that transition between the two is when the, the double flex was typically put into play. We now have full overlap. Uh, he's saying and, and Sugar Free are, are not the same person, but right. – very, very much. They just uh, need to sign proper as well, and then it'll be like complete. Then it'll be I good. Think. Yeah, the triple flex. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I think you're right in in how the the somber meta will be. What we will continue to see, it's not going away. Um, I genuinely wonder if that would then allow for the Vancouver Titans to then go full flex DPS um, with that situational uh, hit scan. And then if that is the case, who, um, like, I don't, have we seen any sugar free hit scan? The most we, I, I think we saw it, like looking, I, I have some screenshots here from Winston's lab. We did see he sang being quite good on sojourn, but mm-hmm. nothing hit scan esque. If you don't consider a tracer to be a hit scan, um, yeah, nothing from there. I I almost expect he sank to to fill in yeah. that role because he he's been playing a little bit more uh, of these characters. And despite um despite limited time and and their poor performance, the shocks, he's ranked seventh on on Sojourn. Uh, while like Aspire, for example, is ranked fifteenth. So. He has the chops. He can hit mm-hmm. a shot. Like, you know, the, these guys just what, going they're, to... They're good? They're pretty good. They're pretty good. I think he yeah. can uh, click ahead here and there. Hey, I'd like <laughs> to point out that uh, Stitch was not good enough to carry Sam and I. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, um, or was it you and me? <laughs> no, no. I played with Haxel. I, oh, I actually right. got first pick on the Hanzo. I was really yeah, happy with myself. Yeah, that's right. It was. It was, it was Paris on on defense. It was Sam and I on uh, on Junker Town. That's right. Um, so not even first point. Oh my goodness. Oh, it was brutal. <laughs> uh, the uh, Vancouver Titans, however, with this new addition, find themselves uh, getting things underway against the Toronto Defiant in the first of two battles of Canada uh, that we're going to what see a now. Game. Now with the Toronto Defiant. You've also got a relatively 
updated roster, though one that had been updated right at the beginning of the break. Um, so you would have to presume that there has been more time spent, um, you know, integrating the, the additions to the roster. Um, they're all in Toronto. I don't imagine he sings in Vancouver, but I haven't seen anything to suggest otherwise. He's in North America though, right? Correct. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, ping won't be as big of an issue, but still, um, there is an advantage having everyone in the same room. Um, if this matchup would have been Toronto versus Vancouver pre-break, I give it completely to Vancouver. Yeah, like a 3-1. Yeah. like it, And it, it's not, I think, you know, Vancouver, you know, uh, you know, Hopium here, it is, is quite truly a better team based on the performance we saw on that stage. Right. Now... I'm much less confident in the Vancouver Titans ability than I am in the Toronto Defiant. But what am I basing this on? The simple fact that the Defiant have been sort of scrimming together for the last four weeks. I think it's been four weeks. Yeah, I kind of am leaning towards your uh, assumptions here. To me, here's, here's my thought process. For the Defiant, both both teams have gone through, you know, rebuilding or like adjustments or a new player coming in for Toronto too. I think for Toronto, they change and they become a little bit better. And Vancouver, they change, but they become a little bit worse. Uh, at least for now. So mm-hmm. how much of, of a difference? What is the delta? Like with the Vancouver going downwards a little bit, Toronto going upwards a little bit. How close is it really? Before before the announcement of Hisang, obviously, uh, yeah, definitely I thought Toronto would have the upper hand here. Now, I don't... I already talked about this a little bit before. I think it's going to be a bumpy start for Hisang. I wish for Vancouver that they had like a, a gimme, gimme match right from the get-go. Um, this is also for Toronto, a, a, a match they have to, have to win. And I feel like we've been here before. So Toronto's in a must-win match, their first match in the summer. Always. They're like a team that will uh, win or boom. And if they start poorly against, like, this Vancouver Titans team that that incorporates a new player, like, I don't know, man, (laughs) sugar-free, Faith and Crimson are still there. Um, As with Toronto, opener and Spectra, yeah, it's so it's so weird. It's a weird match to call. I had this three two four to defiant, and then I knee jerked it back to uh three two four Vancouver when mm. the he sang announcement was made. So I I had it three one Toronto. He sang made it three two Toronto. Okay, like and the only reason I had at the time I had gone three one is I'm like I have absolutely no clue who this person will be. They're probably right. gonna. Go yeah, I, I have no problems with that. Um, right. With with your pick, I. Yeah, I still have a three, two for the Titans, but that's just bias. I I, I do think mm-hmm. like the more reasonable pick is the two, three for for sorry the three, two, four to define and not the Titans. Yeah, and you know to make it very clear, it is very possible for things to click for either one of these teams with and these the changes. other team can also just boom and it'll be like a three zero something yeah. like that like that it, it, there are so many questions that will be addressed in this first matchup but then we'll still leave many questions unanswered because of where these teams are like you know if let's say vancouver comes out and rolls toronto like let, let's say hypothetically that were to be the case oh. Does that mean Vancouver is a much better team? Does that mean Toronto is a much worse team? I don't necessarily believe that that's the case, but you're right. Maybe for Toronto, it's not the direction that they need to to get things underway. And, but then if Vancouver were to lose, does that mean they're no good anymore? I don't think so. Like it, it really comes down to who, how they play against other teams. Vancouver, they get it easy against the Florida Mayhem. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a good way to prove your mettle. 
That's a um, loss for Vancouver. I know, but at least then you know what you're 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 dealing with. For and sure, for sure. If Vancouver shows up and provides a very competitive match, hey, you yeah, maybe the match against the Define can give them some confidence. Um, yeah. Toronto gets LAV. That's a much better matchup for sure. Yeah. Do we know? what patch we're playing on is it it's not the patch that came out today right or um i have okay i'll be honest i don't know i thought it was Hmm. i thought it was the most recent patch um it might be it's a this this it's a it's an interesting patch there's a huge huge soldier buff in here um he might actually see see a lot of playtime if it comes through yeah um but yeah, so Toronto takes on Vancouver Saturday, uh, July 15 at uh, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, they then both play again on Sunday, not against each other. Florida taking on Vancouver at 12 noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, and Toronto taking on uh, Los Angeles Valiant on Sunday at 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. I, um, yeah, I picked 3 1 in both of these matches, obviously, for Florida and Toronto. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's what I have as well. I have a three, one for Toronto over LIV three, one Florida over Vancouver. So, so yeah, we'll know more after at least this weekend, how these teams will be uh, faring going into the, the remainder of the season. And uh, Hey, Toronto and Vancouver get to have another, uh, you know, slobber knocker of a match uh, later on in the season. Um, before we move on to the fray, um, something that, that came out today um, quite a bit unexpected and then, shortly thereafter disappeared was a Twitter thread, uh, from, uh, Chibi, uh, the, uh, Vancouver Titans player manager. We know where's Lena. Um, she shared in a, in a Twitter thread that, um, her, I guess, sorry, let me rephrase it. She shared her perspective as to how everything transpired between her first hearing about, uh, the allegations made against Aspire, mm. and then in turn, what she did with that information once she had it. Now, I am going to summarize here. Um, the t- thread itself has since been deleted, but if you go into to Reddit, um, it has been captured, so you can read about it there. But as far as the timeline goes, um, she first hears about um, everything that uh, transpired uh, from an anonymous uh, person is what she says. Um, I guess it would have been last year. That could be incorrect. Yeah, it was December. So this is this is before the start of the season. Um, well before the start of the season. Now, the source said they wanted to remain anonymous and that uh, they had heard about this this potential relationship being an issue uh lena says she contacts aspire aspire denies it now from there nothing really happens um she accepts aspire at his word based on her uh judgment and then the document drops. Now, when the document drops, uh, the this is where it kind of gets weird. She says one of the players heard of the rumor, immediately tells management about it, and then she was instructed to call Aspire, ask them again. Is one this of the, the players same story? on on the team, I guess, right? Yes. Now this is this it's is an interesting wh- one. This is where I find it because you know based on what um, we've seen others. So just Aspen, for instance, um, I went to Titans management. I was doing this. Now, I don't know if she was the source that wanted to remain anonymous at the time. That may have been the case. Like, um, Lena at no point names names other than Aspire. Yeah. But then document drops. Lena starts this over. Um, and then at that point, um, has this conversation. And then with the information out of the document, finds that a lot of detail has been left out of Aspire's previous explanations to her. Sure. Now, she refers to being on the phone with her boss. Again, I'm not entirely sure who that would be. Is that Broy? Because there is obviously a relationship there. Um, Or is it someone above, which we've now come to understand is the Connect Sports Entertainment. And then 
she doesn't really go into much detail as to whether or not any investigation actually ever took place. Um, she does admit in retrospect, she'd not have taken his words at face value. And then, um, did does say that she had a secondary contact linked to an anonymous primary contact who knew what was going on. The person to get in touch with them didn't follow up. Maybe that's the Aspen thing. Now she goes on to then talk about how she was a victim of a sexual assault herself. And that uh, she is deeply sorry for how her action or inaction has obviously contributed to this problem. And then she does cap that off by saying that she's receiving death and rape threats and that that is unacceptable, which I want to make very clear, extremely unacceptable. No point in time should you ever look to threaten someone, let alone, uh, about this. I mean, that's, that's exacerbating the problem, making it worse. And if you think, Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a big person. No, you're not. You're the smallest person in the world. If you listen to our podcast and you're like, I'm one of those people unsubscribe, do me a favor. I don't want you to listen to our show, but the response to her Twitter thread, as you can imagine, was conflicted at best. And one of the things that really struck me after I read it again was that the tenor of her message did not occur to me to be one that would have gone through any form of um, public relations personnel, um, general counsel, legal counsel, or anything of the sort. I think it was genuine based on that, the problem. Yeah. This is a, a, a legal matter and one as to which does need to go through proper channels with things being said the right way. That could very well be why it's been deleted. But again, going back to what I had initially said here, this was so unexpected. I believe something probably needed to be said. I don't necessarily know if this has happened, happens to be what needed to be said and when it needed to be, but it's happened, but I don't know where the move forward is at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Until we receive some, official word uh, from either the organization if we ever do receive well, they, something like that i mean their 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 message left that somewhat opaque opaque exactly it's just like there's so many gaps here right uh, we don't know much of anything that like outside of what we were told when this entire story blew and now we we hear some sort of uh, and i think this is genuinely like a response from her uh, seeing as, you know, that the Titans were justifiably put under a lot of fire when, when, you know, the news broke and with Aspen's comments on how she tried to reach out. So there was obviously some pressure to respond. And I agree with you that the things like this shouldn't be done yeah. in just like, um, by the way, sort of, uh, of comment, especially when it's on social media, especially when it relates to not just like a labor thing, but, also a, a criminal uh, well, type of, of, of investigation. So, uh, well, that's the thing is it doesn't appear that any investigation took place or maybe, maybe not, but it's just something that doesn't, does not happen through no. such a channel of, of, you know, people just personally tweeting about them. Yeah. I, you know, and for those who are suggesting that, well, she should have conducted an investigation. Me, I don't think she should have. That's not her pay grade. That's not her role. Uh, in fact, I genuinely wonder if she would have had the skill set to do so. That's yeah, not, she's not just really an qualified investigation. to do such thing. Like, yeah, that's not the suggestion she had investigations happen. Like she says, uh, went to upper management, like oh, somewhere down the line, right? The people just chose, I don't know who, was it her or, or the people above her, chose to just believe Aspire's story. Is it... it you know, like until you get like some evidence, uh, they chose to, I don't know. Cause obviously I, I don't think that the victim came to them. Right. Or something like that. It's, I, I, well, that, it, that is very unclear. Like, that's again, just her, the thing we, we just don't she, know much of anything outside of like what we discussed uh, a couple of episodes ago. So yeah, it's, it's obviously a mess. Um, and this didn't make it any better. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I, I sort of want to reiterate um, what I just said. An investigation should have taken place by people who have the skill set and the tools to do just that. 
Um, esports is a very young demographic when we think of organizations and operations. That's not to give them a pass on what needs to be done and how things should totally. be handled properly. I know for a fact that Canuck sports and entertainment have policy and procedure around situations such as these, maybe not this one in particular, but when it comes to harassment um, and again, in the world of traditional sports, every player for the Vancouver Canucks hockey team has a morality clause in their contract and teams in the NHL have voided contracts due to the violation of that clause. Now for that to happen, there is a very, you know, detailed process and procedure that has to be put into place. I can't imagine something like this could not have done happened here, but it didn't. There was a failure in many different levels. The move forward in my mind is making sure one, it never happens again, but two, maybe beyond the Titans, but as a league, they need to collectively figure out how to empower these young people under their umbrella to be better people in general. Like that should be the wake up call here because this is just continues to happen. Mm -hmm. And it just happens to be on a team that we follow, but I'm not naive to think it's going to stop. It wouldn't shock me if something along these lines or in through a similar vein were to come down between now and the end of the yeah, season were to be revealed tomorrow, right? the day after, unfortunately. Exactly. That that's how, how unfortunate this happens to be. <clears throat> that needs to be cleaned up. But again, We'll obviously keep you, our listeners, uh, in tune with what we hear, what we see, and provide our, our thoughts on the matter. We'll take ourselves a short break here uh, before we dive into the fray. So the Overwatch League is back in action. What does that mean? First and foremost, make sure you get your pickums submitted, including your crystal ball picks, of which I got no points because of, you know, <laughs> teams I thought were good were not. Shame on me. Uh, but uh, getting things underway is the West on Thursday, uh, 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, when the Florida man take on the Houston Outlaws. It's then followed by the Atlanta Rain, London Spitfire, and winding up the day are the Los Angeles Gladiators and the San Francisco Shock. Uh, in the wee hours on Friday, uh, the Guangzhou Charge take on O2 Blast, who have continued to remain in the quote-unquote uh, East Division for the summer season. Uh, Seoul Infernal take on the Hangzhou Spark, and Seoul Dynasty take on the Shanghai Dragons. Out to West, New York Excelsior take on the Par Vegas Eternal. Almost said Paris. Los Angeles Gladiators take on the Los Angeles Valiant. And then the San Francisco Shock take on the Washington Justice. Head out East. Guangzhou Charge take on the Hangzhou Spark. Dallas Fuel take on Poker Face. Seoul Dynasty are going to take on Pantera. And the Dreamers are going to take on the Shanghai Dragons. As we already know, that then gets us to the Toronto Defiant Vancouver Titans match to get things underway in the West on Saturday. Atlanta Rain, Washington Justice next. Boston Uprising, Houston Outlaws after that. London Spitfire, New York Excelsior. And wrapping up the weekend are the Dallas Fuel O2 Blast, Soul Eternal, Smoke Face, Dreamers, and Pantera. You then have the Florida Mame, as we already know, taking on the Vancouver Titans, the Boston Uprising, and the Vegas Eternal. And wrapping up the weekend are the Toronto Defiant versus the Los Angeles Valiants. Uh, what matches are you going to tune into? You're going to wake up uh, to watch that uh, Dreamers Pantera match at 4 a.m. Pacific on yeah, Sunday? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a Dreamers myself, I think, and uh, yeah. skip on that. Yeah. On the NA side, there's uh, a few good uh, enticing matches, I'd say. Well, Florida-Houston to get things underway. Yeah. It's a pretty solid matchup. Um, Boston Outlaws also. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very curious to see the new revamped Eternal play as well. <laughs> Do you think Let's they're see. better? I've, they have to be. Because like, they couldn't be any worse? Yeah. I don't want to say it, but... Maybe it is. 
Yeah, I mean that is first thing on uh, on Friday. The team they're playing is the Excelsior, so if the Eternal have improved, that could potentially be a pretty good matchup. Excelsior also made some adjustments. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that momentarily. Sure. But um, yeah, I, you know there are some decent matches, and this season's schedule or stages schedule or whatever the heck you want to call it has been structured in such a way to provide more quote unquote competitive matchups. It's one of the reasons why it's not balanced. I get from an entertainment perspective that's pretty cool. Just unfortunately sucks from a truly competitive perspective because um, that doesn't necessarily correlate very well to uh, points on a a leaderboard, so to speak. Uh, as far as your pickums, I had mentioned it a moment ago, but I'll mention it again. Get them locked in. Uh, that way you don't uh, lose out on points. And again, your crystal ball picks, they need to get locked in as well. Now, as far as adjustments that uh, happened uh, since our last episode, the Boston Uprising have announced that they've added an assistant coach in Kareev. The uh, London Spitfire, uh, they announced uh, just recently that they have uh, parted ways with Skyripa as well as Lethal, both of which have found themselves on contenders rosters already. Um, Newark Excelsior. They have uh, let loose Lep as well as Halo. Uh, Halo only getting into what a couple of maps, if that. Um, yeah. And then they added OG, which I think caught uh, quite a few people by surprise. Uh, and yep. and as we already know, Shock they let loose on uh, on Hisang. Still no clarity as to whether or not Striker is going home. But hey, there's still a few more days in the week. Uh, and on that note, there are still a few more days in the week, so it is possible that uh, there might be one or, or two uh, adjustments. Um, like, for instance, I think Seoul still needs a player. Um, so, mm. and, you know, that, again, is a need five to play. And presuming that's you know, Bob from finance is the sixth or whomever it might be. Yeah, right now. Easy on for the DPS. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty low, not gonna lie. Yep. And then, uh, as we uh, sort of talked about, or at least you had brought up, the uh, Overwatch League will be playing on an updated patch. It won't be the patch that they were playing on all of last stage. Uh, that stage was the OG patch from, like, April. Uh, a lot has happened since then. Um, the thought of Punker Queen uh, was alive until Punker Queen was not. Uh, Junker Queen being nerfed. But the latest patch that uh, went live, uh, this introduced the Summer Games event. Uh, so for those who are big fans of Lucio Ball, it is back. But also a all-new mode called Winston's Beach Volleyball, which you do not have to play as Winston if you don't yeah. want to. He, um, d- he does uh, commentate, which is kind of funny. Yeah, uh, I, I've played a, a couple matches of volleyball. It's it's a neat mode. Like it, it, it there is a a learning curve, and if those on your team don't understand how to play, you lose. Have you had any like issues with the ball physics compared to like Lucio Ball? It's so inconsistent for me. I don't know why. Yeah, I've like you know I'll use my alts and it's like I, you know, tickled the ball. Go right? through it. Or I also realized that if you hit the ball sometimes with your head just by standing on the on the floor, that counts as like a lost point or I don't know. Maybe Yeah, something. like the, it's it's close. Um yeah, there are like there was one match where our our echo like went shooting up off one of the jump pads into the ball and it proceeded to spike the ball backwards. <laughs> right which when you look at then and it was the like the replay of it because it showed up as the play of the game because again mm. algorithm can't figure things out the ball hits echo and echo suddenly appears in front of it so like echoes behind and then suddenly echoes in front flips like, through it, it. yeah, yeah. kind of they need to um fix it a little bit it's, it's fun it's fun I, I i love lucio ball i'm happy that that one's back yeah. So I'm down um, for more stuff like that. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not hating the volleyball. Like I like that they've added some some mm-hmm. variety to this. Um there've been some updates. So for instance, now that you know being on fire is back, they've determined that uh, people were on fire far too long, so they're gonna go and make adjustments there. Right? 
Yeah, boom shakalaka. Um, the uh, new event hub's been added. So if you were like, well, wait a minute, how do I play like summer games? Well, it's under like summer games events. Like it's a hub. It's as opposed to like where you'd find it in your play modes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've added a new competitive uh, team queue, uh, which allows you to queue with a full group of five players. Wow. Uh, there are no ranking restrictions on this. So uh, I'm going to go and find four GMs to carry me to glory. Yeah. Let's see if Twitch is available. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's in. And then as far as hero updates. So Arissa, Arissa has found her damage reduction has been increased from 40 to 50%. So Arissa is now fortified further. Mm-hmm. Ramatra. The projectile now passes through enemy heroes, but is still blocked by barriers. This is his uh, ravenous of vortex. Excuse me, his is that his um, primary fire? It just goes through people now. No, I think it's the ravenous vortex. I think it's the melee one. Like you know how it would ah uh, the punches. Yeah, yeah. It says the projectile now passes through enemy heroes, but is still. Well, actually, no, because it comes through barriers. So maybe it's the maybe it is the wow. primary. Okay. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, no, wait. Vortex with the icon. It's the one on the ground. Uh, ah, I see. Hell, but it's then, it, slow. but it. How do I block it? Do I hold my shield as Reinhardt to the ground and it can't touch yeah. me? Yeah. Like, weird. Kind of odd. Uh, Ryan's barrier got buffed. It's back up to fourteen hundred. Uh, if you be a big fan of Hammond, your manual reload time has been reduced from nice. two to one point six. But if you go into uh, automatic reload when you're in ball, it's still two seconds. Um, I've actually found more and more balls showing up. That doesn't sound right, but wrecking ball is appearing quite a bit in my matches. Uh, Sojourn. So the number of shots to reach maximum speed has been increased. So from eight to 12, uh, but the spread's been reduced by 12%. So a subtle nerf to railgun because mm, yeah, of the, the maximum so. spread, but, but hey, still, um, or sorry, to reach maximum spread. So it's actually a buff. I actually misread that. Hmm. Uh, soldier. So the old man, the old man legs there, his legs. Uh, damage for his uh, pulse is 18 to 19. His helix explosion damage is 80 to 90. And his biotic field has been buffed from 35 to 40. Soldier is now like, you know, old man tank <sighs> with the ability to heal. Like the number of soldier uh, heroes that have been playing in matches since patch is pretty much hundred percent. Uh, the number of times he has been up there on heels is like insane. Uh, especially when there's like a DPS Moira. So that's crazy. Uh, lots of sim. Why? Cause sim got buffed the heck too. Really? Like, this is the, you know how it used to be like, they would nerf, 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 nerf. Now it's buff, 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 buff. So, Sim, her secondary fire impact has been increased. Her explosion has been increased and she regenerates shield health when primary fire deals damage to barriers, her enemies with shield health. So she's actually able to sort of quote unquote heal herself against only shield when she's running around going as her is getting. Um, Now sentry turrets, They've been subtly nerfed. They don't deal as much damage, but they do reveal heroes to uh, allies when they're damaging them. So it it's you gives you, the you, outline. You, yeah, you hand. set up a car wash and you get to see what it's what it's zapping. Hmm. Uh, Torb, his secondary fire spread's been reduced. His uh, turret damage, however, has been nerfed with an increased cooldown and uh, overload. Now reloads six ammo on you. So, I mean, turret slightly worse, but. I'm a big fan of Torb getting to play Tank Torb. Kuriko, her uh, healing Afuda recovery has been reduced from 1 to 0.9 seconds. Uh, Zen, Orb of Discord, maximum range has been nerfed from 40 to 30 meters, and the time to wear off target when not in line of sight reduced from 2 to 1.5 seconds. This is an outright nerf. So if you're a big Zen player, guess what? You just deal damage because your Orb of Discord won't be able to touch the person and hold on to them for very hmm. long. Interesting. Yeah. But I mean, the amount of damage that can happen when that orbit discords on someone though is obscene. And oh, yeah, he's deleted. Yeah. And that two seconds made it extremely difficult to, to get the line of sight 
um, especially with the number of flank heroes and airborne heroes. So yeah. I enjoy Zen though. Like it's you know he's kind of defenseless outside of that. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see how that does. Yeah, there were lots of other adjustments as well. Um, and uh, one of the adjustments here uh, is actually to do with uh, Sombra and uh, her ability to hack things, stopping things from happening. So um, apparently in the past, like some of her hacks wouldn't disable certain events. They now do. So because everyone loves Sombra. But yeah. Lots of stuff happening in this yeah. patch. Yeah. Have you played a whole lot like today or just a handful of I just the arcade trying out the different, you know, Winston stuff. I mm. did play a game with the new patch, uh, a couple of games of soldier that's just like, yeah, bonkers good. I enjoy locking yeah. them legs. So. Um and oh I should mention patch also brings with it new cosmetic skins and all that jazz. You can get them by playing the game winning matches and it's I like how they structure the event. Um, challenges so that for those who are not keen on just doing Lucy ball, Lucio ball and volleyball, they can actually get enough of them complete. Hmm. Excuse me. Uh, in let's say quick play. Uh, and I believe there's drops on Twitch. Cool. So that's everything in a nutshell. Look at that. 45 minutes without Jordan. Not bad. Not bad. Not a lot of mumbling on our part. <laughs> Just a bit. Yeah. I mean, next week will be a long show because we'll have the results to talk about. We'll have the matches to set up and then obviously everything that happens in between now and then. Yeah. But yeah, what, uh, what final words of wisdom do you have for uh, everyone this week? I'll lock the legs. Hard lock the legs? Yeah, definitely not soft lock the legs. Hmm. Like, are you talking about like the figure four, like get that you know, old man, or like really, uh, locked down or, you know, no, just like picking a soldier before anyone else. No, so. I know. I'm, I'm, I got that. <laughs> There's but no other I'm, thing now about I'm, it. Now I'm, now I'm going down like into the, the wrestling, uh, meta with, uh, yeah. locking legs. No, I'm not, not that too much into wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Uh, oh, well. Um, I did not have a dad joke ready this week. So here, let me go and get the first dad joke that shows up. Uh, Hey, Omni, why did the cookie go to the doctor? Let me try and think about this. Uh, it was sick. No chip. I don't know. Um, no clue. It was feeling crummy. Oh, I don't know. I'll give this one a six. Hmm. Uh, where do you learn to make ice cream? Where do you learn to make ice cream? Ice cream school. A uh, school because it's cool. Something with the word cool, probably. Sunday school. Sunday school. Okay, there. Yeah, I was close. Sunday. Ah, oh, there's. Oh, there's double meaning in there too. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. a. That's a much better one. That's an eight. Okay. Um, you know, once I was kidnapped by a mime. They did unspeakable things to me. <laughs> This one's kind of dark. Yeah, That's true. freaking me out as well. Okay, here's a, here's <laughs> one to end off in. Uh, how do celebrities stay cool? They go to their fans. Well, close. They have many fans. They have many fans. All right. Did you hear about Crimzo, though? Uh, did not. He sang like a punk after losing faith and going sugar-free in his diet. Did you just think that up? <laughs> that was actually... So, that's top level. Yeah, I, I had that written. I forgot that I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Where'd it come from? Was it legit you or did you find <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, I, I wrote that oh, in, well, in the notes. I yeah. didn't, I missed it because it went down to the second page. Got that it, was the it. original. Uh, well done. Well done, good sir. <laughs> um, if you really enjoyed what Omni just dropped, the best place to let him know is obviously on social media. And you can find him at Omni Strife or through Ready Set Home at Ready Set Home. You can also join our Discord and take part of the conversation there at discord.io slash ready set home. And if you want more of these jokes, or at least the mumbling leading up to them, uh, you can like and subscribe our show everywhere except for Stitcher, which is dying or dead. So no Stitcher, but everywhere else, A-OK. Are we on threads? 
no, we're not on threads um, because you need an Instagram account. And I actually deleted our Instagram account. You deleted our Instagram? Oh, my goodness. This is is a long time ago. Yeah. So we're not on threads. We should be, but we're not. But on behalf of Ani at Ani Strafe, myself, Chris, at Light Force, the missing in action because he chose the family over the show, Jordan at Sir Dr. JM and the host of the One Man Watchpoint podcast, Catchphrase.